you have to, and I'm not going to lie, this is really non-negotiable. You have to find gratitude in it. You have to, or else you're going to make yourself miserable. Welcome to the Life Coach Baker Podcast. I'm Nicole Baker, life coach for perfectionists who want to set goals and actually follow through with them. I went to my first personal development seminar at the age of one. Yes, I was quite literally born into this industry. But by 15, I started to implement this mindset mumbo jumbo I'd heard so much about and it worked. As a recovering perfectionist myself, I've been able to set goals that are way out of my comfort zone and achieve them by doing things imperfectly, without self-judgment, and without the fear of their opinions. And now I help others to do the same. So if you are capital D done feeling like a hostage to this a-hole called perfectionism, then this show is for you. My goal is for you to leave each episode with tactical action steps that you can start to implement in your life now. I may be in my 20s. I may have the voice of a sassier Cinderella, but I've been doing this personal development-ish since I was a toddler. So let's dive in. What is up, sweet, beautiful, beautiful friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Life Coach Baker podcast. Today, we are discussing how to balance your day job when you're also going after your dream. And this is a really common topic I talk about a lot, especially with my one-on-one clients, because some of them are just starting a business or they're like right on the cusp of going to full-time and we're just getting them over that hurdle. And it's really such a huge part of being a business owner. And I'm even going to go further out because it's not just about being a business owner. This goes for people who are performers, especially I I mean, I was a performer for 10 years. I worked multiple day jobs while I was auditioning at 530 in the morning in March in Chicago, waiting outside in the negative four degree weather. It was fun, but it it qualifies there too. It qualifies in so many different areas. Maybe you're getting an influencer following going, or you're starting up a YouTube channel. There's so many different elements of it. I'm going to be talking more about like, while you're starting a business, while you're doing this, while you're doing that. But I don't think it's just limited to that by any means. But this is such a huge, I'm not going to even say pain point for people, frustration point. People get pissed at their day jobs. And I am so not one to um, be immune to that. I worked three, sometimes even four day jobs while I was starting my business. And we'll get into that in a moment. And there were moments where I cursed the ground it walked on. I would have hissy fits before going into a shift. (laughs) I would have multiple breakdowns during a shift. (laughs) Oh, good times. But we're going to get into what are the big things I learned during that time? And what are some things I have my clients focus on while we're looking at balancing your day job and going after your dream at the same time? Because I'm going to be real. I do not subscribe to the behavior that we have to be miserable at our day job while we're going after our dream. I think that is a very toxic way of looking at looking at things. And it also sets you up for a lot of misery, a lot of low energy, a lot of, um, 
killing your motivation. When you're miserable in one area of your life, that does not just stay in that one area. It bleeds out into the rest. So we're going to get into the nitty gritties of it. But before we dive in, I have one quick little announcement to make actually two quick little announcements. Now that we think about it. Um, I have opened up two spots in my one-on-one coaching program. This is three months of you and I diving into your goals, but more importantly, diving into your mindset. A lot of one-on-one coaching, people come to me, they're like, I want strategy. I want to know how to go full-time. I want to know how to take my business to the next level. I want to know how to run a marathon and how to follow a goal through all the way through and all that kind of stuff. And while I think that those are so great and we definitely do that, don't get me wrong, we crush your goals with absolute motivation and energy and wazoo. But one of the things a lot of people walk away with and they don't expect this is how much we focus on mindset and belief systems. Because I focus on three pillars of coaching, mindset, belief system, strategy. And if we only leaned into strategy, our mindset, our blueprint, our belief systems would just totally self-sabotage it. I can give you the best strategy in the world. I have literally grown up immersed in a world of strategy, of personal development, of the science of goal setting, of neuro-linguistic programming. This has been so much of my DNA growing up. So I have it. It's, It's in my bones and I teach it to you. But if I just did that, your mindset and your belief systems, if they're saying, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. No one's ever going to want to buy from me. I'm not smart enough to go after this. I don't have enough degrees. I don't have blah, 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 blah. blah. You're not going to take that strategy. You're going to self-sabotage. You're going to manifest some wild boar coming at you. Like there's, there's these really big disconnects and a lot of people don't realize it. And yet that's why they're not accomplishing your goals. So we really dive in on those first two pillars all the while sprinkling sprinkling in strategy because it's impossible not to do that when we're looking at goal setting. But when we're leaning into these first two pillars, mindset and strategy, excuse me, mindset and belief systems, that is when you make the biggest change in your energy, in your quality of life, in how you interact with other people, in how you interact with yourself. And one of the things I love about this three-month coaching program is it's not quick fixes. We do not focus on those quick little bursts and things that you just like work for two months and then we're good, you know, back to normal. We focus on lifelong neural pathway changes, um, which I think is point blank, the key to a successful, fulfilled life. So if you are ready to dive into coaching, if you want to work on your mindset, if you're ready to really accomplish that goal, if you're, I have, I've had people even come to coaching being like, I'm ready for a partner. And I don't feel like my perfectionism is letting me come clean and really open up to a partner. There's so many different elements of coaching that I love diving into. So One of the things I offer is a free 30-minute discovery call. And I want to just go ahead and say point blank, this is not a sales call. We do not hop on and only talk about the coaching program. And I don't make you feel pressured to say yes or no or yada, yada, yada. That shit makes me ill. (laughs) Instead, what we do is we talk about your goals. We talk about what's holding you back. We do real coaching on this call. I think that is imperative before you invest 
you need to know what coaching with me is like. And so we dive in most of those 30 minutes are you and I coaching together in real time. You walk away with next steps, whether you say yes or no to coaching. And that is what is most important to me. You will also walk away knowing what this coaching program is about. And I don't make you say yes or no on this call. This is a huge investment, not in numerical. It's more a huge investment in energy. And it is very important to me that you make this decision from you. So um, I go about this a little bit differently. I've had sales coaches literally tell me I'm an idiot, <laughs> like point blank. But to be honest, this is what feels really aligned. And I see it um, come across in my clients and, and it really shows in how they show up in coaching. So if you want to sign up for one of those discovery calls to see what coaching with me is like, you can go to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash discovery call. Just so you all know, I take a very limited number of these a week. They do a lot. We do a lot in these calls and they do require a lot of my energy. So if you are feeling the nudge and you want to sign up on the earlier side, I would really recommend getting in that call as soon as possible. So that means signing up as soon as possible because these spots do tend to fill up pretty quickly. Um, that is my first announcement. My second announcement is if you're on my email list, you read about this this morning, but we are doing a raffle in the Life Coach Baker community, and this is all for the podcast. So if you are someone who wants to hear a certain topic, wants me to interview someone in a certain field, wants me to um, do a book review on a book you have been wanting to read or um, anything like that, we are doing a big old Google form. We love a Google form um, about topics you want to hear come up on the podcast. And as a huge thank you, unbelievably huge thank you, because I appreciate the stuffing out of you guys who take your time to do this because it last time we did this, I got like 70, maybe to a hundred podcast topics. And I was like, I was like crying tears of joy. I'm not going to lie. It was like the best day ever. Um, so it, it really, it means so much to me because I see how much you guys pour into these topics and how much you guys really give it thought. So thank you. Um, as a thank you though, I am entering everyone into a raffle and next Wednesday. So the 28th, 28th. Yep. I will be announcing the winner of the raffle and the winner gets a free get productive. So that's my six week course, all about productivity. We launched it a few weeks, not a few weeks, a few months ago. There we go. And it was, I'm not saying this as like a ta-toss. I'm saying this as like, wow, this was actually really beautiful and surprising. It was a raging success and it was so fun. I loved doing this course. And so whoever wins the raffle gets that six-week program. It is it is all yours that go ahead at your own pace course. Um, yeah, it's all yours and you get a lot out of it. Trust me, it's, it's huge. So if you want to enter in the raffle, I'm going to have the Google form in the show notes of this episode. But if you're also on my email list, check your email and we'll be in your inbox this morning. And that is the two announcements. Signing up for a discovery call if you want that personalized one-on-one coaching. By the way, with Get Productive, you do get a lot of help with your schedule, with productivity, with resting and learning how to take healthy rest. But if you are wanting to really have that more intimate, more personalized, especially um, approach to things, 
get in that discovery call. And by the way, all my one-on-one clients get get productive and goal smasher both of my courses for free. That is just included in the program because I see how much you get out of it when you just go all in. So just keep that in mind. You do get that included in the coaching program. Alrighty, sweet friends, let's dive into balancing your day job with going after your dream. Oh, I love it. So one of the things that I see people get the most annoyed about, here we are. (laughs) One of the things I see people get the most annoyed about when they're going after their dream, they're simultaneously working a day job. They are so desperate to go full-time in their business or in their dream or as an actor or whatever it is. And they get so frustrated. And so I'm going to call you guys out impatient, but I'm going to go ahead and step on my little high horse and say, we need that buffer time. The first chunk of a business of going after a dream, it is messy. It is unpredictable. And seriously, if you're not working with a coach here, 10X that. I didn't work with a coach for the first like year, year and a half of my business. And it was all over the place. It was messy. It was um, like, I felt like I was screaming into the void. I had no idea what I was doing. I was not taking clear and decisive action. Would I go back and do the same thing? Hell no. I would have hired someone fucking immediately and, and cut that time in half, if not even less. But I say this because it not all of us can work with someone. Coaches are not a... a month expense. They are a little bit of a higher ticket. So I understand that everyone can't make that monetary investment. So what I'm saying here is sometimes you need, not sometimes, I would say all the time, you need to have that buffer time where you have your day job and you're working on your dream. Because if it was only on you and your dream, the monetary stability that would be there with a day job, when it's not there, we feel terrified. We feel threatened. We feel scared. We feel nervous. And yes, some people take that and like boost it into high gear and raw, but that is a very specific kind of person. That's not everyone. Some people would shut down. I will tell you, I would be the person who shut down if those boats were burned. (laughs) I would not do very well. And I'd like go immediately back to what was comfortable and feel like I would take 20,000 steps back and beat myself up for it. So instead I stayed at four day jobs. We'll get into that in a second. But I, I just, I really want to highlight on the top of this episode that A, if you are balancing a day job and a business, that does not mean your business isn't real or your dream. By the way, you are still an actor if you're working a side hustle. You are still a business owner. You are still a CEO if you're simultaneously working a desk job. It makes me so sad that people are like, well, my business isn't real because it's not my full-time income. And I will say this, I thought the same thing. I It took me so long to be able to say I am a coach because I was working at a restaurant. And I was like, who would coach with someone who can't even do this full time. I thought I was so weak, not real. I was super an imposter syndrome because I was like, well, this isn't my full-time job. So no one was, is going to take me seriously with, by the way, was a total limiting belief. That was absolute bullshit. A lot of people took me seriously. That's why I'm now full-time in my business. So, um, 
but I wouldn't trade that buffer time for anything because that buffer time gave me the ability to be risky, to um, pay for a coach when I finally did, to uh, dive in, to make investments, to try out different things. It gave me that stability because I knew money was coming in. So I just, I really want to say that from the top that your day job is not this curse that needs to cease to exist. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand the drive to want to be full-time in your dream. Like, let's be real. I I get that. (laughs) But I also really want to highlight that you're being supported for a reason. And the more you curse the skies that this day job walks on, the farther away that full-time is going to feel. Just pointing that out. Um, I want to step back real quick because I've hinted at this enough. It's time to dive in. What were the different day jobs that I had when I was starting a business? And I also had these, not all of these, I had two of these when I was also trying to be an actor full-time. And for those of you who don't really know the actor life very well, let me paint you a small picture. I was not in New York. I was in Chicago, which is a little bit of a smaller pool. Um, still pretty fucking big, though. It still felt really big. And I don't think it gets enough credit for how incredible the theater scene is, Chicago. But that's a different podcast. Um, and when I was simultaneously waking up, especially in like February to April, maybe even a little bit further in that, it's something called audition season, which basically means every day, every other day, there's multiple auditions going on and there's different qualifications you can be as an actor in order to get into those auditions. There's equity, which means you are a part of, if you're familiar with like SAG, uh, the Screen Actors Guild, it's very similar to just for screen, or excuse me, just for stage theater, um, which basically just means you are a part of this union. You're part of this place where you get to book your auditions on your own time. Um, You get to be seen right away. You get to get your foot in the door. But now, to be honest, you have to gain enough points in order to get into equity. I'm not going to go into that. That's a fucking disaster. Then there's Oh my God, what's it called? Equity candidate? I think it's EMC, equity membership candidate. I think that's right. Actors blast me if it's not. It's called EMC though. And it just means you have points that are equity. You just haven't joined the equity union yet. So if we're looking at a wait list to get seen, EMC goes to the top of the wait list. They're like, you're everyone on the EMC list is seen before we get into the third tier, which is non-equity. You don't have any equity points, and that means you are seen only once the equity people and all the EMC people have been seen. Now, I was not equity, or I was non-equity. There we go. Um, That's a whole other podcast, but uh, I was in the non-equity category. And so I knew after many, many, many auditions where I'd be there for 12, 14 hours, Seriously, that's not an exaggeration, by the way. I'd be there for 12, 14 hours and I wouldn't get seen because I was number 10 to 20 on the non-ec list. I got so frustrated that I was like, okay, I'm going to start getting here first, crack a dawn so that I am first on that non-equity list. So no matter what, I have the best chances of getting seen for my category. And so I did. That meant getting up at 4.45, four days a week. God, I can't believe I did this. Four days a week and standing out 
in Chicago in the dark <laughs> at 4.45 in the morning. Um, and Chicago's cold. I don't know if you guys knew that. The Midwest is fucking freezing. And it, I'm not going to lie, it was some of the most fun I had in the actor world. Um, you got to talk to people. You got to feel this sense of like accomplishment for being there so early and for being the first person on the list. And it it felt really good. And I'm not going to lie. I got seen a fuck ton because of that. And I booked a lead because of that, which is actually my very last lead of the show. So why am I going into all this at the same time? Because while that was going on, I was also working a um, yoga studio cleaning job. Yes, I'm serious. Uh, and that was like, you'd go into the studio once a week, you'd clean all the toys. This is like a very mommy and me kind of studio. Um, you clean all the baby toys, you clean all the mats, um, you'd wipe the floors, you'd wipe off the shelves and just all these different things. But in exchange, I got free massages, which I'm not going to lie. I miss, <laughs> I miss that desperately. Um, but I was working that. And then simultaneously, I was also working at, I think it was just one restaurant at this time, um, where I was a bartender at this like super swanky restaurant in downtown Chicago. And I'll be real honest. I miss that menu. That menu was solid, but they have one in in Denver. So I'm, I'm going to go someday. Um, but while I was working, you know, at the restaurant, I had to pick my shifts really carefully or at least try to, they, they like to schedule you whenever they wanted to. But, um, I had to pick my shifts really carefully because I knew I was going to be getting up at four 30 in the morning, you know, and if you're closing the bar, you're there till midnight simultaneously over a period. And then I just went straight into this one. I was also working a rooftop Peruvian restaurant for an iron chef. I'm not going to lie. That shit was dope. That food was insane. Like you know, Iron Chefs are really good at what they do. I won't lie. I so won't lie. It was so good. Oh my God. Um, but it was, it was a very different experience than I was expecting. You know, you hear Iron Chef, you think it's like this very high quality kind of place, but it turned into a club at after hours. And I was really not about that. I was really starting to step away from that life. Um, cause I used to be a really big partier and now I have half a cider and go to bed at eight 30, you know? Um, and then also I was working a office manager position at a tech company, which I won't lie to you ended up being probably the biggest blessing in disguise because not only was I able to start leading personal development workshops for a mega tech company. Like I'm talking like billions and billions and billions of dollars. Um, and I was start, I was starting to lead workshops for them. I got my first speaking opportunities as a coach through this company. Um, but I was able to talk to people about book recommendations and um, personality tests and really started getting into like that teacher knowledgeable position there. And it was so fun. I loved it. I even pitched the idea of being a coach to the for the company because it was in the times of COVID. Um, morale, like every other flipping company in the world, was really low. It was, you know, it was hard. And obviously that didn't end up happening. I actually ended up going full time not too long after that. So I think it was for very good reason. But the other reason it was blessing in disguise is because it happened about a few months, maybe five to six months 
before COVID hit. And a lot of people who know restaurants, you know what happened to come COVID. Um, they didn't have servers. They were laid off. And I was able to keep my job at the tech company and have that simultaneously going while I really leaned into the coaching world. And that's when my coaching business actually really started to take off. So good stuff. So that's a little bit of background of the different day jobs that I did. That's at least the ones that I can think of. At the moment, I worked in restaurants for like 14 years of my life and I'm 28. So do the math. <laughs> Maybe started a little earlier than I was supposed to. Oops. Um, but it it I I think a lot of the qualities and skills that I learned at restaurants, like how to prioritize, how to make a list in your head of priorities in the drop of a hat, how to multitask, how to um, be flexible, how to put on a customer service smile um, was really, really, really helpful when it comes to running your own business. There are fires all the time that you need to put out um, and they're small and they're big and it doesn't, they, they frequently change in sizes, which keeps you on your toes and it's all fun. But having that ability to make a quick list of priorities at the top of a, at the drop of a hat is really helpful. So all of this to say, um, I want to go into what I learned when I was trying to balance mainly starting a business. It kind of went into how I balanced it with with acting, um, but how I balanced these jobs while also going after my dream. Um, so I have, a, I have a little list. So I don't know how many of the... Oh, there's a lot. Okay. Mm, buckle up, buttercups. Let's go. Um, the, big, the biggest one, and I'm actually going to mention this twice, once at the beginning, once at the end, is you have to. And I, I'm not going to lie, this is really non-negotiable. You have to find gratitude in it. You have to, or else you're going to make yourself miserable. There were days at the restaurant where, especially at the, the Peruvian rooftop. Oh my God. I have a quick story. Um, there's one day it was, everything was going wrong. It was the, the service style was very different from what I was used to at the previous restaurant, which was very structured. Um, which I love as my type A brain, just like, um, but the other one was not structured at all. You could get 12 tables. You could get three tables. You could get 12 tables all at once, which my fellow servers out there, I can feel you like, like, you know, um, but there was a day where I had this one lady who just was pissed. I can't even remember why she was just furious. She was cussing me out. Um, and I just looked at her and I just started crying. <laughs> Not even like little tears, like, like said nothing and then burst into tears. <laughs> like, and the look of horror on this woman's face from just going like to like, I can't believe it's fucking like the oh, like just like, like oh no. <laughs> and I ran away from that table. I ran into the stairwell. And I had like one of my many panic attacks at the time. I was really struggling with panic attack panic attacks when I was working in restaurants. We'll probably do another episode about that. Not about restaurants, but mainly about panic attacks in general. But I want to have a specialist on for that. Side note. Um, but I had a panic attack and my sweet, wonderful manager at the time needed to come in and give me some breathing exercises and like walk me through it. But even at the end of that shift... 
I looked back and I was like, I can still find gratitude here. I can still find something. So I looked at my manager and I said, I'm really grateful for you. Thank you so much for walking me through that. That was not fun. I really, I really needed that. And just thank you so much. The woman also felt so bad. I actually ended up transferring the table because I was so mortified. I transferred the table and she actually seeked me out later on that evening and handed me some money. She's like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) So that was something that I was like, wow, first full circle. I hope she learned a lesson that day. Um, But like really leaning into like, okay, like this is not as serious as I feel like it needs to be. And so I'm, I I really strongly urge you all to find the gratitude in those day jobs. One of the things I tried for not as long as I would have liked to, but especially while I was working at the tech company was every day after my, after I put Slack away for the day, after I put everything away for the day, I made a quick list of three things that I was grateful for, for that company. And it was after a while, it got really easy to write that list and it made it a lot easier to show up. So I, I really recommend finding the gratitude because you could be angry and frustrated and hate every single day that you walk into work. But like I said earlier, that will make you miserable. And that misery does not just stay in one area of your life. It bleeds into other ones very easily. So just look out for that. Excuse me. Um, next is similar, but it is look for the little wins. And I mean like the little wins in your dream, in your business. Um, so kind of flipping the script around with the gratitude, but what this does is a lot of the times, if you're only looking for the big wins, like I will only feel happy when I am full time, you're really setting yourself up to not feel happy a lot of the time. So what I started doing was looking for the little tiny wins in my business because it reminded me that, oh, that's right. This is working. This is building. This is getting better. And that really was helpful um, with reminding me that I'm getting out of here. And and not in like a, thank God, this place sucks. But in a way of like, that's right. I am moving forward. I am taking a step towards my dream each and every single day. So think about the little wins that are happening in your dream, whether it's as simple as you're taking a class and you got some good feedback, or you um, created a reel for your acting program, or if you're a business owner, you created a leading um, generation, leading generation, let's try that again. You created a lead gen offer. You have another subscriber on your email list. You have a new follower on social media. You have a discovery call. You have someone purchasing those earrings you poured your heart and soul into. Like, don't just look at the big wins and only focus all your energy on those. Look at the small ones because it reminds you that's right, this shit is working. Number three, um, if you're opening a business, so this is mainly towards, well, I think that this could be towards um, like actors and YouTubers and stuff like that, but um, have a monetary goal. So, Instead of just saying like, I'm working on getting full-time, know what you need to be full-time. Um, it makes it so much more concrete. I did not have this until I started working with someone. And the second she said it, like, hey, what's your monetary goal? Like, how much do you need to be full-time? I was like, oh, <laughs> like, duh. Like, of course that is real. Like, of course it's a thing. 
And um, that changed everything because not only did I have a concrete amount, I said, I need to have this many clients or I can't remember if it was that many clients or X amount a month. I can't remember, but it was able to make it more concrete. I was able to see when I was closer to the goal, which made it feel like, oh, we're almost there. And also it made it come faster. I don't know the woo-woo science around this, but man, oh man, it happened. And when the second I put a monetary amount to it and I knew, okay, this is the amount I need to be full-time, it was like a few months. And after that, it was like, oh, whoa, here we go. Like they're all here. This is amazing. Um, So just put a monetary amount to it. I'm not saying it's only going to be two months or whatever, but I'm saying it really does change how you look at it. It makes it concrete. It makes it a plan. It does not make it a, a something that's going to happen someday. So put some money and put some numbers on it and do your math here. How much are your bills? How much do you want for groceries? How much do you want for play and spending? How much do you want for investing? How much do you want for X, Y, or Z? Be smart here and don't just pick a number out of your ass. Really lean into what would an amount that you would be like, if I left with, oh, by the way, calculate taxes in their business owners, please. I didn't. And that was dumb. Um, but make sure you have that number very concrete. Okay. Number four, watch who you're hanging out with when you're in your day job. A lot of, I'm going to go mainly towards the restaurant industry just because this is what I know so well, but I know it's not limited to this. Um, A lot of people I hung out with in the restaurant industry were uh, down to clown until four in the morning. And I was one of them. Like, don't get me wrong. This is not like, oh, well, it's me. I was there pounding old fashions until the bar closed in. And oh God, how I, how I was able to function the following day. Now I have like a full cider or even half of a beer. And the next day I'm like, what year is it? Like, it's just, so sad. Um, I'm actually totally fine with that. I kind of love it. Um, but when I was hanging out with people who weren't going after a dream in the same motivation and the same fashion that I was, and it doesn't make me better than them by any means. Like that's just, we had different priorities. I, I really held myself back. I really played small. I, went out drinking when I know I could have gone to bed and woken up early and worked on my dream instead. And um, I finally heard, I've talked about this a few times on the podcast, but I finally heard a quote, uh, you become who you surround yourself with the most. And uh, I basically cold turkey stopped hanging out with a lot of those people. Um, And not in a ruthless way, sort of, but in a a mainly just like stepped away and, and really started again, leaning my priorities into what I knew was going to make me happy in the long run, not in the short run, in the long run. So, um, whether you're at an office job and everyone around you is just complacent and miserable, 
really keep in mind that who you are surrounding yourself with, you will become. So one of the things I did to combat this was I didn't go out. Um, I, if I was opening the bar, for instance, I would have a podcast in and I'd be listening to a book or I'd be listening to a podcast on neuroscience or on goal setting or some, or on building a business, like stuff that would keep me in the mindset of like, this is what I'm working towards. Um, when I was on break, actually, oh my God, when I was on break at, um, uh, that first restaurant, um, I would be reading. I would be, I remember reading a book. Oh my God. The matrix, I think is what it was not like the matrix, like whoosh, 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 whoosh. clearly I've seen the matrix. Um, but it, the matrix of happiness. What was that book? It was some book about, um, uh, quantum, manifestation. And it was really fascinating book. Don't get me wrong. I just haven't read it in a very long time, but, um, by, oh, Dooley, Dooley's the last name. I can't remember the first name, Mike Dooley. I think that's it. Um, but I was reading that book at the chef's counter, um, on my break, I was eating some salad or whatever. And, um, the chef, oh, the chef came up to me and was like, what are you doing, Baker? Because that's all they called me, hence the life coach Baker. Um, and I was like, oh, like I'm I'm reading, you know, I'm I'm wanting to be a coach. This is like I'm wanting to start my own business. And he just ripped me a new asshole. <laughs> like, oh, that's dumb. Like, you want to be the next fucking Tony Robbins? Like, wow, you know, no one's gonna take you seriously with your stupid little Barbie princess voice. Like, and it just like went off on me. And Oh, I was so mad. I was so mad. Actually, it was not long after that I quit that job. That was not the reason, but it's just kind of funny. I I just realized the timeline. Um, but I I really distanced myself from from that guy. I did not give him the time of day, um, because not because I was like. <laughs> fuck you, me. But because I was like, I will not let your energy in because it is already so imperative for me to keep my energy up when I'm here. And, and that really helped me kind of put up some barriers as I moved into the next restaurant job, as I moved into the office job and just all these, all these different areas. So really be careful whose energy you let in, um, and be careful who you're spending your time with. You know, they might not have like the same priorities as you. And to be honest, that's okay. Again, that's not like ditch their ass or anything like that. It's more just like you become who you surround yourself with. So just keep that in mind and be smart. Um, how can you use time to your advantage? So for instance, when I was at the the um, office job, I was able to uh, have podcasts in. I was able to edit my own podcast. That's before we had the sweet, wonderful Ariel who saved my ass who's uh, editing this right now. We love you. Um, that was when I was doing it myself. I was able to have one earbud in uh, the podcast and like one computer, one hand on my computer editing the podcast and the other <laughs> Slack on the other on the other side for productivity. I don't think that was the smartest thing to do, but it was what I needed to do at the time. It was it was it was my version of just needing to grit, grit bite the bullet and multitask. Um, when I was at one of the restaurants, I would uh, be posting in the bathroom. <laughs> I had, um, uh, filmed something earlier and I'd be posting it and I'd carry my business cards with me. So if someone asked me like, and I got this question a lot, like, so what do you do outside of, you know, 
serving. <laughs> like I'd get that a lot, which by the way, if you're ever at a restaurant, don't fucking ask that question unless they're prompted. Um, just cause if someone doesn't have anything, don't make them feel bad. Um, and serving is a real job, but it's fucking hard. So just stepping off my high horse for that. Cause it would go on for 45 hours, but just be, be, be nice to servers, please. They're working so hard. Um, but I carry my business cards with me because if someone talked about that, or if someone mentioned that they were an actor, cause I was coaching actors at the time, I would hand them a business card and I say, here you go. I'm a coach. I actually only work here part-time. Um, this is what I do most of my other time. Yada, yada, yada. Um, I would be, I mean, like I would even talk to my, my bosses at the, at the office job and see like, Hey, like, since there's nothing for me to do, is it okay if I work on my website for my business? And they're like, as long as you're answering the phone. Yeah. (laughs) Like, of course. So like, really see how you can use that time to your advantage. Even if it's as simple as if you're working an office job or something, having a podcast in that, that is so beneficial for keeping your energy up and reminding you that you are so much bigger than your day job. Um, cause it's really easy to feel sucked in, right? Um, this one's kind of similar, but talk to your boss. And if you're able to pull back, do it. Like for instance, like if your business or your dream is really starting to take more time out of your life or you're starting to get more of a monetary ROI, ask your boss if you can pull back a few shifts. So it's not just like cold turkey, black and white. It's a little bit more like releasing it, releasing it, releasing it. Okay, now now we're good to go. Um, so like, can you go part-time? Um, can you work three shifts a week instead of five? One of the things I did at the um, uh, Peruvian restaurant that turned into a club at night, (laughs) I can't get over that, Um, is I said, is it okay if I only work morning shifts? It was a huge pay cut for me, but I knew that I needed to not, excuse me, not work night shifts. It was not working for my energy, for my health, for my mental health. I was miserable getting home at three in the morning. I hated it. And so, um, I finally just asked like, is it okay if I only work mornings? And they were like, yeah. And then finally I actually got to the point where I only worked like Sunday mornings. And that's actually how it was up until the week of the pandemic. And, um, I remember standing up at the host counter and we were looking at the tablet and we were looking at some article about like COVID-19, yada, yada, yada. And I looked at my boss and I was like, you think this is going to shut down the restaurant? She goes, I I think it is. I don't know when, but I think so. And later on that day, we got the, the notice that this was your last shift. And it was like, whoa, oh my God. And that was my last shift at restaurant working ever. So I made a promise. Um, but talk to your boss, see if you can pull back. Like it does not have to be you're either full-time or no time. Like, see if you can pull into some part-time. That way you have that financial stability, but you also have more time and availability to work on your dream, to work on your business. Obviously do this on a case-by-case basis. Um, It really depends, but just be smart. And this is an option. Use it. Um, Find the fun. I don't even know what number we're on. Seven, eight, I don't know. Find the fun at your job. This really goes back to the gratitude and finding the little wins, but 
you are hurting no one but yourself when you're throwing a big fat pity party before you go into work. And I say this as someone who was a capital V victim every single time I walked into the restaurant. I was miserable. I was not a fun person to be around, despite the fact that I was like, you got to get your spirits up, Nicole. I think that's actually why I was like forcing myself to get better rather than like saying like, okay, what's going to get me to neutral? And then how can I get better? <laughs> like I just tried to jump uh, and that just didn't work. But um I didn't look for the fun. I looked for all the reasons why I hated it, all the reasons why I wanted to get out as soon as possible. And it made me miserable and it diminished my motivation. It diminished my energy and it just, it overall just did not help. So ask yourself where you can find the fun at your job. And remember you have it for a reason. You started here for a reason, even if it's just for the monetary gain, you started there for a reason, but this is. I just, I I wish I could go back and tell myself and not even tell myself, I wish I could go back and give myself a talking to around this and just be like, look, find, find the fun here. Like you're allowed to enjoy yourself. Again, I think back to that day where the lady cussed me out and they gave me a $20 bill. (laughs) You know, it's like, I think about that and it's like, wow, like that was a day I actually found the fun. And it was one of the most, um, tough days at work. And, and I, I just, I really want to remind everyone that the only person you're making miserable is yourself. Um, and again, which breathes into everything else. So find the little tiny moments of joy or the big moments. You might love your day job, which is awesome. Find it, highlight it, look at it and stop making yourself fucking miserable every time you walk into your day job. Which brings me to my second to last one, which is be patient. Patience. We, you know, we see on Instagram or on other social media platforms, like I made it to full time in six weeks. And it's like, sometimes, yeah, that's true. But I will very much argue that we don't know the full story there. We don't know if that person hired on help. We don't know if that person already had a really warm audience from their day job. We don't know if that person grew up knowing marketing and sales techniques. Like, you don't know a person's full story. So stop thinking that if you're not full-time in two weeks and you're a failure, it, this, like, this actually makes my blood boil. (laughs) I get, um, I, I want to just scream to the void, but it needs to take the time that it does. And sometimes that's going to be a little bit longer. Sometimes that's going to be a little bit shorter. And it really just depends on who you are. But you trying to rush it and make yourself miserable and make yourself feel like you're not good enough because you're not full time yet isn't working. It's not working. Find patience. Find patience. And I'm not going to lie, which brings me to my last one. Gratitude is the way to find patience. Yes, I know we talked about this first, but I warned you we're doing it first and last because it's the most important. Find gratitude in your day job. It is, it's astounding to me how angry and frustrated we get with this. How we become so angry at our day jobs because it's not our full-time dream yet. And you're making, you're, you're hurting no one but yourself. 
find gratitude in it. You can, you can find gratitude. And if you're saying to me on this podcast, if while I'm saying this, but I don't have anything to be grateful for with it, then fine. Be miserable. <laughs> like I don't want that for you. That's because why I'm, that's why I'm hounding on this so hard, but you can, you can find gratitude here. Just fucking look for it. And I get really passionate about this idea because I see so many people, so many people throw themselves pity parties, look at themselves as this big, big victim and, and just make themselves absolutely miserable because they have not hit that goal yet. And by the way, what is that saying to your brain? Well, I'm not good enough until I hit that goal. I'm not good enough until I achieve X. And I'll go ahead and just tell you, you're going to become full-time and that is not going to suddenly be enough. You're going to then have another goal or another measuring stick that you need to measure yourself for. This is just another form. We talk about this so often on the podcast. This is just another form of knowing that you are enough, even at a day job, especially at a day job. It takes courage to work multiple jobs because I'm counting your dream as a job. It's a fun dream. It's a fun job, I hope. But like, it takes courage. There's a great quote that says, um, I choose to live life like nobody will so I can live my life like everyone else can't. It's something like that. Like I'm totally butchering it, but it takes a lot of courage to work multiple jobs. You have to say no to a lot of experiences. You have to turn down drinking until four in the morning with your friends. And to be honest, it was one of the biggest biggest, most wonderful choices I've ever made in my entire life. But I just, I I really, you're amazing for doing this. So stop treating yourself like you're not enough because you're not full-time in your job yet. Okay. (sighs) I hope this was helpful. So I'm going to go through all of these really quickly. Uh, Not, not in detail like I did, but just kind of the overview. So you have them fresh in your mind. Number one, find the gratitude. Number two, look for the little wins. Number three, if you're opening a business or honestly, if you're going after like uh, being an actor or stuff like that, because I honestly count that as opening a business, just the business of you, um, have a monetary goal. Know how much you need to go full time. Watch who you're hanging out with. Be careful. Please don't let people's energy in who don't belong there. How can you use that time to your advantage? Can you listen to podcasts? Can you (laughs) work simultaneously on editing your podcast like a crazy woman? Um, Find the fun. Find the fun. Fucking Jesus. Find the fun. Um, Talk to your boss and see if you can pull back a little bit. Be patient. Be patient. Be patient. And find the gratitude. Again, again, again. Find the gratitude. Sweet friends, we will go really rapid fire through these last few segments. Um, number one, how perfectionism, perfectionism, how perfectionism crept up to me this week. We're kind of making the shift from how I wasn't perfect this week because it mostly turned into how I was a perfectionist this week. So we're switching this, how I was a perfectionist this week, basically. Um, I was a little, not a little, I was extremely nervous, um, about, being open on social media about how much I cared 
about fantasy stories. And if you saw on social media, I posted about House of the Dragon and I did this really cool, um, I have this really fun poll that actually so many of you voted. I love the show, which is amazing and I love it. But um, I did a little blurb of like how much this world means to me and how much fantasy just means to me in general and how it's really scary to open up about that, especially as a coach. I don't see a lot of coaches and personal development speakers talk about their love of a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. You know, I don't see a lot of people talk about that. And I was really scared. I had this voice in my head that said, like, people are going to take you less seriously. People are thinking that you're just like going to, you know, be a weirdo, which is so not true. Like so not true at all. And I really addressed it as the limiting belief that it was. And I ended up sharing about it. And the beautiful thing was that so many of you sent me a DM saying, oh my God, I love the show. Have you seen this? I'm obsessed with this. Have you listened to this podcast? Like really let their own uh, flag fly. And, and that was really, really fun to connect with people about things that I deeply care about. Like I've listened to so many podcasts about, about house of the dragon. Um, I, I'm debating whether or not to read the books because I don't want spoilers for the show. Um, and also I know the books are very different because they're written, um, by like a fuck ton of maesters. Here's, here's some information if you didn't want to know it. Um, they're written by a bunch of maesters. Um, so all the information is like, this might have been, we're not really sure. And I want like the definitive story, which, uh, George R. R. Martin has come out and said, House of the Dragon is the story. Like the Maesters were guessing this is the capital T truth. So I kind of want it from their perspective without having it clouded. Um, So how I was a perfectionist this week. I almost let my quote unquote wish to be perfect or whatever, stop myself from sharing something that I'm really, really passionate about and then connect with so many beautiful people on. Last but not least, um, goal to celebrate. We, for those of you who are keeping tallies on wedding planning, I'm being pretty open as we go through this process. We did three cake tastings back to back and picked a cake baker. My goal to celebrate is we kicked a cake. <laughs> we didn't kick a cake baker. We picked a cake baker. Um, my not so goal to celebrate is I will never do three cake tastings back to back in my entire life again. That shit was wonderful. It was so delicious, but man, was I in pain later. And it just kind of reminded me like, wow, this is why I don't eat 47 slices of cake in one day. Here we go. Um, that's it, sweet friends. I'm going to close it off with that a reminder really quickly about my coaching program. It is accepting two, at least as the time of I'm recording this, we have two spots available. I know my discovery calls are already booked for next week, but if you want to book a discovery call, if you want to get coaching with me and see what it's like, go to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash discovery call, nice and easy, or click the link in the show notes. Also, the raffle is down there as well. But reminder, you can do both. There's This is not an and or. In fact, if you are wanting to dive into this world, I recommend you do both because goal, not goal smasher, excuse me, um, Get Productive is a sick, sick program. I love it. It was so fun. 
Sweet, beautiful friends. I will talk to you very soon. And I love you all so much. Thank you for listening. If you have not, go rate and review the podcast. Five stars, baby. Um, And also, you can do less than five stars if you wish. But I'd really love it if you didn't. (laughs) um, But the reason is, is that a lot of people find this podcast by typing into iTunes or Spotify life coach or perfectionism. And I'm hearing from people that they're starting to see it bump up, but that's only because people keep rating the podcast. So please, if you haven't, go ahead and do that. If you've done it on iTunes, but you haven't done it on Spotify, guess what? Go do it on Spotify. That would be amazing. Um, And if you also want to share this on social, tag me at Life Coach Baker. I would love, 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 love to reshare it and give you a big virtual hug. Until next time, sweet friends. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Life Coach Baker podcast. Don't forget to go take the free quiz and find out what perfectionist type you are by visiting the link in the show notes or by going to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash quiz. Also take a moment to rate the podcast and write a review. It is the best way to get the word out there. Plus you'll get the chance of having your review read on the show. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.